Hello, and welcome to episode 48 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les James, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. This week, Sean and I are discussing value stream mapping. So, with that, let's go ahead and start the show. So, Sean, how are you doing today? Good. Last I'm how are you? Fine. So, we're uh, still trying to tackle our woes on how to how to do recording uh, long distance with some of these cloud apps. They they seem rather challenging. <laughs> so, yeah, they don't make it. They don't make um, it easy on us. Somebody that's for out sure. there in the uh, tech world needs to come up with uh, something uh, a little better and a little easier for us podcasters. So, because I, I don't think we've quite found it yet. So, um, yeah. uh, we just got past the holidays, so we uh, we skipped a week, and we're back, and we're going to talk about value stream mapping this week. So, yay, value stream value mapping! Value stream mapping. Well, I I think this is probably one of our favorite tools, just because it's uh, you know so visual. I think you know a lot of people uh, do process mapping a lot. Um, but uh, value stream mapping, I've heard it said, is uh, you know process mapping on steroids. You know, right? Well, there's so much more information yeah. along with uh, the, the value yeah. stream map. Well, you know, just a lot of uh, you know metadata there that uh, you know gives you more information, allowing you to make uh, better decisions uh, about, uh, mm-hmm. about your process. So I guess the first thing we ought to do is just kind of explain to everybody, you know, what is a, a value stream map and then kind of step through, uh, the development of a value stream map. So, you know, it, it is a very visual, uh, tool that's part of the lean, uh, uh, c- came from the lean environment and it uses a lot of pictorials to describe activities that are going on. Uh, it, 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 expl- it sh- shows both information and material as far as flow of information um, and uh, tries to depict that in a very, you know, very visual way. Um, you know, the other key part of it is the metadata that it shows. Yeah, I, I was, that's, as you were explaining there, that's what I was thinking. Okay, metadata, <laughs> metadata. And we, you know, what is, what is metadata? And we'll talk about what kind of data we like to see along with the value stream map, you know, that would be in addition to a, a process right. map. But, you know, when you, when you think of that type of information in a visual communication, the way a value stream map is, then you can get a lot of information, you know, very quickly, um, as well as, as well as then understand what the situation is in that, in that process stream in order to then work on it. Right. And, I, and I definitely think that, uh, you know, a process map and a value stream map have their place depending on what you're doing. So, you know, if you're, if you're focused on steps and the activities that flow within the step and the decisions that are made during those process steps, you know, a process map might lend you more uh, information and be uh, better used for that particular situation. If you're writing a procedure, things like that. Um, if you're truly trying to work, look at, at the process as a whole, a value stream map might be a better way to go because it will help you make decisions uh, based on more than just, you know, the process steps and looking for, you know, elimination of process steps, you know, because it'll help you with resources. Mm-hmm. It'll help you with, um, uh, 
inventory, time, time. cycle yeah. time, tag right. time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all those kind of things. And, and so I think that that's where a, a value stream map comes in very handy. But the first step in doing a value stream map is one step I think that everybody has a tendency to kind of skip, and that is making sure that they look at their product families. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, right, you don't want to do a pro- yeah, you don't want to do a value stream map on everything that you do in no. the company. You want to you want to make it um, t- tight enough that it makes sense for the products that you are looking at and, and creating that value stream that that pictorial view of the process. Um, but you don't want to make it so broad that the the pictures have a lot of off ramps. Right. You know, as to hey, if this, then that. You don't want to, you don't want to do that on a. So one of the ways I've uh, uh, seen it done is laying out a product family matrix uh, where you actually list out your different product groupings and you list out your major steps across the top and you put an X on which products follow which major steps. And that kind of helps you come up with, you know, kind of the best bang for your buck if you go with the one that has, you know, the most combination or the, you know, the fewest combinations that will give you, uh, you know, the best um, scenario for what you do the most of, you know, it could be mm-hmm. a, a percentage of some sort, you know, if this one's, you know, 50% and this one's 10%, you know, of your business, then, you know, that'd be another way of kind of breaking apart and going off to, you know, after that certain product family. But doing that first is going to help you stay focused so that you don't go into those what ifs whenever you're defining the, the value stream map. You know, you, you don't want to sit right. there and go, well, what if you're doing this product or that product, you know? So that, again, helps you. Um, it stays focused. You, you can stay focused and, and get to the bottom line so that everybody that you're working with on generating this value stream map is clear as to what needs to be included and, and then how to interpret and understand what is included on that, you know, 11 by 17 or whatever size piece of yeah. paper it is. Butcher paper. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, the next thing is is that, um, uh, and this is no matter whether you're doing a process map or a value stream map, and that is uh, scoping your boundaries appropriately. That's a big one because if you don't get the team as a whole uh, focused on staying within the boundaries of what you're trying to work on, uh, you'll come up with what's called a spaghetti map, <laughs> which is really not that definition. I'm kidding, but uh, um, well, yeah, it'll, it'll look, look like, like a spaghetti, like a spaghetti map. Yeah. map. Um, you know, because you'll you'll have stuff going every which direction if you don't scope it appropriately. And scoping it, it doesn't matter about the size of the scope. You just need to make sure your boundaries are clear, where you're coming from clear. and where you're yeah. going to. And so that next thing on that value stream map is making sure that you, you know, you scope your boundaries. Um, and then you come up with the key part, uh, which is the process steps. So when you're doing your process steps, you're doing what's called current state. Okay. So you're actually defining what's going on in your environment right now. And so this is where Gimba becomes important. You want to go. Seems like a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, going and seeing what's, what actually is going on. Talk to the resources that are out on the shop floor. Look at the resources that are being used. You know, actually see how things are functioning. Uh, gather up paperwork, forms, um, all that kind of information that'll help you 
present and kind of tack to your um, value stream map as you're building it again so that you can make better decisions and find more and more opportunities of leaning out waste which which we talked right. about waste and I, and I think you yeah you brought up a good point there of, of going to gimba and and seeing what's what's happening but also gathering the documentation and that that leads me to the point of that this isn't an afternoon no. event to to generate a value stream map this is uh, something that'll take a little bit of time because you want to gather that information and see what is happening so that you can put the metadata on right. the chart. So, yeah, so you have to understand it. And you can't just put, you know, one observation, hey, it takes five minutes to do this one change out of the tool. Well, that might be the easy the easy tool change out. The other tool change outs might take a half hour. So, you know, you have to understand in a better, in a thorough light what is going on. The other on. thing that you're wanting to do is you're wanting to capture data as you're out there. So timing things as things are moving, uh, actually putting some real numbers to people welding something or assembling something or bolting something. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to actually gather up uh, good data. Now, this is where if you've kind of planned out your value stream map, you could actually have people do some homework. You know, send out people to go do some homework so that you're not, you know, taking the time of actually value stream mapping and trying to gather data at the same same time. You could with a little bit of planning, and if your team is used to doing value stream maps, you could actually kind of do some pre-work and have them go and say, you know, hey, do some, do some uh, uh, timing or some uh, measurements on this or that, you know, and, and bring it to the session. So that your session's a little bit more efficient. Yeah, right. The time that you're sitting together in a conference room is, is more effective. You can get a bigger part of right. it done. Um, as well as as well as making sure that that your team understands what is happening. You know, because that to me, getting out of your seat and on your feet to yep. manage, whether you are the manager or you know one of the worker bees, and, and on a a team that we're talking about here that would be building a process or a value stream map. You know, there might be set of cross-functional people, and they might not, you know, be very familiar with what is actually happening in certain areas. So, making sure that that they get out and see what's happening, I think that ultimately helps the whole value stream because then you have people people with a better uh, understanding of different parts right. of the process. Now, there is some uh, legacy rules to kind of laying out a value stream map, and that is the fact that. Usually what you're trying to do on the top half is is show information. So you're showing the front office activity across the top and running from right to left. And then you're trying to show um, material across the bottom from left to right. So it's almost like a counterclockwise flow of information and then down into usually something being manufactured and back again. So it's a counterclockwise mm-hmm. clock of, of information, um, especially usually when you're starting out uh, with the current state. It's going to be very, very much a round, uh, circular process that most companies have in place. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, the other part of that is as you're working through the material side of it, you're trying to calculate um, all the times uh, that work is being done work is not being done um you know you're 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 
uh, um, what would you call it, value-added, non-value-added activities. Right. That's where I was going to yeah. go there, it's expl- it's, you know, explaining what value-added is when people talk about value-added. Right. And I think I think uh, just making sure that people understand, you know, it's, it's something that the customer is willing to pay for in the product that you generate is, is what is right. value. And so you're, you're literally creating a timeline, so to speak, across the bottom where you're showing uh, uh, times for functional activities, time for non-functional, downtime, inventory that's sitting around, uh, you know, work that's not being able to get done. And you're trying to represent a timeline down there so that at the end of that, you're actually accumulating a value-added versus a non-value-added number, and then it also helps you calculate attack time uh, and a cycle mm-hmm. time. So those those two values, or those three values, are kind of helping you make some decisions and gives you a baseline for where you're at. Because after you've created your current state, you're going to want to see if you've done anything to make it better. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'll even I'll even go sure. one step forward. You're gonna you're gonna do things to make sure that it gets better. <laughs> cross your fingers, right? Air quotes with with well, cross fingers. <laughs> just and I, and again, I think I made comments uh, at the beginning of our podcast about a year ago that I'm not sure who said it, but uh, strategy. I hope is not a strategy. <laughs> so cross fingers and and hoping to do something. There's, there's no point in doing all this unless you're going to generate value from it and the value to you and your company will be okay well how are we making things better which ultimately turns into so here's where here's where sean and i have a tendency to kind of part ways a little bit um um, uh, you have to deal with people and at the end of the day doing these value stream maps uh there's still some wishes and hopes uh involved in some of this stuff um, and I think that my experience has been usually the first few times you do one of these, it actually gets a little worse before it gets better. So my, so my, yeah, so I my curve for, for, you know, better to worse is really not a stair step going downward. It's really a stair with a lip and then goes downward, hopefully, <laughs> because I think that people have a tendency to, to go into some, especially depending on where you're at in your whole journey, so to speak, uh, people have a tendency to kind of um, fall off the wagon or get get themselves wrapped around the axle or whatever acron- you know thing you want to their panties in a wad, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you know. Well, I think what happens what happens is people people are so used to how they do it. They, they do it their uh-huh. way in the beginning. They do it their way first to make sure it's right, and then they try the new and improved way to see if they right. match up. So that's why you have a little bit more involvement and maybe consternation and complaining and, and, a, short, and a longer time span through a process at the beginning because people want to make sure that what they're doing, since it's different from what they've always done, will at least get them the same right. result. And, and I think that this is one of those areas, and we talked about this way in the beginning of our podcast, pick something simple, you know, because you want a quick win. Uh, you want to show people that it kind of, that the process works, and you want to be able to show them that, hey, by 
creating this visual aspect of a very specific process and going through the steps of uh, creating a current state and then defining a future state and then going after uh, implementing that future state, uh, it can work. So before you kind of dive into, you know, revamping from beginning of your process all the way to, to the end, it might be best to kind of take a snippet of the business process and start with that first and kind of get people used to it. Maybe, you know, just a thought, you know, it just mm -hmm. depends on your culture, your environment, you know, where people are at, things like that. So, uh, go ahead. What were you saying? Yeah. Well, you know, I was going to, I was going to bring something up that we talked about on the, uh, other two dress rehearsals we had that weren't able to be recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Hence our str our struggle with uh, <laughs> with apps, podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to remember what we did talk about, what we didn't talk about it for real. But um, you kind of had an had a hierarchy in in process tools and and and, and improvement tools from the SIPOC yes diagram to the the process mapping to the value stream mapping, and and uh, I think. It would be beneficial to go to go through sure. that um, here because I know we've already said that the value stream map is is a a big block look at a mm -hmm. process the ins the outs the the metadata, metadata between the ins and the out basically now I, I always I always thought of a process as a value stream map uh, as taking taking a process stream and just then putting metadata to that. But the way we've been talking, the way we've been talking, it's it's it, you, you kind of crunch you kind of crunch down the bigger steps to put a larger view of the data across the process on a value stream map. Is that is that really yeah, what you're thinking? Yeah, and I think that um, I have a tendency, and believe me when I say that there's there's no wrong answer per se as to which tool you use for which case. But in my structured mind. Um, I have a tendency to, when I'm talking in big picture, very generic bits of information, I have a tendency to float to a SIPOC diagram first. Mm -hmm. Just to, if anything, just to scope it, bound it, define the inputs and the outputs. To me, that's just a great tool for doing that. Then from there, I almost have a decision tree, so to speak, um, but I have a tendency to, to, if the process is simple, uh, and all I'm needing is steps, I have a tendency to float towards uh, doing just a process diagram where we're just trying to get people to understand what are the steps in the process, the decisions of the process. You know, uh, I even will use a swim lane process if it's going over multiple uh, um, multiple functions or, or you know, departments yeah, or things like that so that you have mm -hmm. a clear picture of the process steps within the departments. But then from there, if I feel that, you know, the process needs a uh, kind of a bigger picture with a bigger breakdown with more opportunities uh, for leaning it out or, or if I need to make a big step in trying to create something that's going to go from, you know, terrible way down to, you know, something dramatic, I have a tendency to float towards the value stream map. Because the value stream map is going to give me some of those steps, but the steps are not the important part of a value stream map. 
you know. Good point. That's what yeah, I wanted to get The to. steps right. are not the important part. It's really all about the actions and activities that are happening around the steps and how it's flowing uh, so that you're looking for major um, activities to, to tackle and make a dramatic change to your environment. So uh, I think there's a little bit of hierarchy, but at the same time, it's a hierarchy with a, a little bit of a decision process, depending on what you're doing, uh, so to speak. Right. And, and, and each process might require a different number of steps and a different uh, amount of input to figuring out, you know, the value the value stream of that well, process. And there's been, the and there's been plenty of cases where I've done both. Where I've actually done a mm-hmm. value stream map and then turned around and did a process uh, mapping because I needed to take that new value stream and turn it into some instructions. And to do those instructions, we needed to run through a set of process steps so that everybody was very clear as to what they're doing now. And the best way to do that was the yeah, process that's, steps. That's the way I, I look at the process mapping. Uh, and, and you said it earlier, and I'll just reiterate a little bit, not to dwell on it, but it's making sure that everybody is on the same page as to what are the steps in the process, where the, where, where the information flows between each step, and then um, making sure that, that the handoffs to each step are clear as to what is coming in and what has right. to go out. Okay. And then, and then, like you said, the value stream shows, okay, how well, what is the efficiency of that process? Right. You know, maybe if you if you put it in those terms here, what's the what is the um, efficiency of the ins versus the outs, the the quantity of the uh, time, um, inventory, right. etc. What what is it that you're doing, and then how and then you look at it as to how it can get better. So I look at I look at the hierarchy the same way. I still like you. I, I agree. I think I think a process needs. A process flow diagram just to make sure that everybody's clear as to what the steps mm-hmm. are. To me, yeah, I would I would always do one of those, and then the value stream is is just that yeah. much deeper. It, yeah, and and it's going to allow you more opportunity to tackle very specific things that you wouldn't have tackled in just doing a process mapping. Yeah, yeah. there's questions that have to be answered after you do a process map. You know, anybody looking at it would say, "Well, what happens? What happens here? How long does it take for you to review?" you know, these documents before you pass yeah. them on. And, why know, is this person like signing this? Or why is this person, yeah, oh, you get goodness. into those questions. Yeah. You know, yeah. the other thing that I think is very important, when no matter which type of map you're doing, um, is that after you're done, you really should vet it and make sure it truly represents current state. I don't know how many times I've actually done a map and then I'll actually walk out on the shop floor and talk to somebody else that wasn't in the meeting. And, they, and I showed them the map and go, hey, by the way, this says uh, we vetted this out. And it says you're doing this, then you're doing this, then you're doing this. The person goes, uh-uh, I don't do any of that. I'm like going, oh, my God, this is the, you know, the smack on the head you know, thing. I should have had a V8 you know, or something. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, that's to me that 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 was just cries of a lack of communication, probably between a supervisor sure. and a worker bee. Sure. You know? So so really vetting and checking your current state is important. Uh, taking the time yeah. to really uh, make sure you vet that out because you'll find that probably I'm going to go ahead and say more than half the time it really doesn't represent the future state across the board. <laughs> 
Well, and you know, I think having this conversation is pretty good because if we can bring that up to the forefront now, then hopefully anybody listening to this and as we go forward with <laughs> process mapping and value stream mapping and, and uh, we know ahead of time that going to Gimba is more important than getting, you know, five or six people together in a room to develop the map. You know, it's, it's making sure that, that the 20 or 30 or 100 people that are on the production line are buying in along the way right. as well. So then from there, um, your goal with value stream mapping, your goal is to step into what do you want the future to look like? So, so in the way I think of this is what's nirvana? What would be perfection? If I, if I was mm -hmm. king for a day or if I had a magic wand or whatever you want to talk about it, how could I touch this and it turned to gold? You know? <laughs> king, king Midas, Midas and the golden touch. Well, all right. So here's the question. Do you, do you look at what Nirvana is or do you look and say, well, what's a reasonable incremental step towards no. Nirvana? You look to see what Nirvana is and you take incremental steps to get there. Well, okay. So that's, that's your, that's your long-term strategy. Yes. But you, but you want to set a goal out Nirvana. there for everybody to say, here's what we're shooting for. What can we change first? What can we incrementally change? Mm -hmm. What can we make? No, you don't want to make a wide sweeping change to reach Nirvana. But if you have Nirvana sitting out there, then people know where you're going and you've posted it and that's you've right. said, Hey, everybody, this is what we're trying to get to. You know, this is the, this is, this is the, um, what's the, after wandering in the desert for 40 years, this is where we're trying to get to <laughs> the <laughs> promised land. land. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, this is what we're, this is what we're trying to get to is, is this, this state, you know, so how mm -hmm. can you help with getting to this state? How can, you know, here's what I'm going to do to help get to this state. Here's some, some projects that are being worked on towards this state, you know, you, so you can make all those types of statements and it might take you, you know, it might take you six months, year, two years to get there, whatever it is. Cause it depends on, you know, what you're doing, how big the scope is, all that kind of stuff. Um, but at least everybody is still looking at the same thing. And also that future state is not, um, static. If six months down the road, all of a sudden the team says, you know, we like it, but there's two tweaks we need to make to it to make it just that much a little better. And everybody agrees, change it, let everybody know, and you're still working towards that new state. Right. And I will bring up, not to derail this conversation and you know go down a different path, but you know even that nirvana, that, that uh, end goal that you're talking about, I think you really have to make sure that it is achievable no matter how difficult, sure. but sure. achievable. Because I've been involved in an organization well before you and I ever worked together where the, the, the top person got up there and said, had a T-50 program. They called it T-50. Everything we do is going to take half the time. <laughs> what did that mean? He had nothing but shaking heads in an audience of 400 wow. people. Really? <laughs> So, so you, you can't just you can't just throw that out there without some ingredients behind the casserole sure. you're going to make. And that's what's you know? nice. But that's what's <laughs> nice about a value stream map is you can literally see the visualization of where we're trying right. to go to, and it and it somewhat keeps you um, down to earth so that you're not creating something that's just unrealistic. 
you know. That's, because that's it, the only point yeah, I wanted to make. Because if you can't put it on yeah. paper and you can't describe it, you know, on paper, then it probably is something that is unrealistic. You know, mm-hmm. if you just wrote on the paper T50, <laughs> you're right. What, yeah. what does that yeah. mean to everybody? Yeah. So, but if yeah. you could show that we could do our work without these two steps in the process map and everybody's agreed to it, then you've got you've you've got a picture of what you're trying to do and why you're trying to do it and how you're trying to do it, you know. So um, um, I think that that's where the value stream map lends its its greatest value is that when you're creating that future step, you're actually creating a roadmap for getting better and you've gotten buy-in to get there. That's the other. That, that's, that's the key, key is right. that you didn't just do you didn't create this future state in a in a vacuum. Uh, you actually, with the people that define the current state, you actually uh, use them to come up with this new future state. Now, that future state, it might actually take you 15 iterations to truly get to where you want to be. Because let's say you create a future state and you get there and you're running along in this future state, there might be actually scenarios where uh, you could create a new future state that you're going to shoot towards because you've learned some new things. That one's been cooking right. for a while, you know, and now you've learned, oh, maybe there's some other things we do. You pull the team together, talk about this, that, or the other, and you actually can create a new future state. And that's the continuous right. improvement side of using this tool. Yeah, and I think technology technology changes. You know, you might you might develop a tool or you might come across a tool that helps you to even get a little bit better and definitely you take advantage of that. Hence why value stream maps show front office information flow along with material flow because information mm-hmm. can be a, a very powerful way of improving your improving your process, you know. And and we, we're not gonna get into, you know, the details of of all the different activities you can do in creating a future state. That gets rather um, rather deep when you start talking about load leveling, you start talking about pull uh, method, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, methodology. You start talking about uh, you know information to the front and leading to the back. You start talking about uh, kanban work, uh, first in first out activities. You know supermarkets. Uh, you know, there's a lot there. <laughs> there's a lot there. So there's there's plenty of books that can go into the detail on on how to create a future step. And really what I've come to find out is that even a book really won't help you. It may give you some insight, but really just diving in and starting to do it is really going to be the best way to get you and your team focused on using a tool like this because it's very powerful. Yeah. And and as long as people understand that that the tool is not set in stone, the process isn't set in stone. You know that that you can be flexible as you go down the path, but always put not not to take steps back, but to always go forward. And even if you do have to switch tools, you're still going to take some of the knowledge that you gained from using the last tool, and, and make sure that you cheerlead in that regard. You're cheerleading in that that hey, what we've done so far, it's not going to get us to where we need to go. We jump onto this other tool, and we take what we have so far, and then carry that forward, and it'll get us right. a little further. So, um, is there anything else you think we need to touch on on value stream mapping? It's a pretty pretty decent picture of the overall use of the tool. Yeah, hopefully we did provide a, a good picture. I think the summary that you gave, kind of in the middle of our chat here, was was uh, the golden nugget of, of the the conversation as to 
you know, what it's used for and, and what you get out of it. So, you know, based on that, I don't think there's much more to okay. dwell on. So I think uh, with that, we'll go ahead and end our show on value stream mapping, and we will be back with you all next week on a, another lively business topic and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, hope to uh, see you all next week. So take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man versus Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.